0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today with an absolute stud, whether that be the name of the position that he plays or just the way he actually performs on the field. We have none other than UNLV player Kylan Wilborn. Kylan, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you on. It's
1: a pleasure to be on.
0: So, if you guys don't know, this man has been wrecking havoc. On offenses in the Pac-12 for the last number of years. He started all 13 games as a freshman at U of A, uh, 36 games in total, playing at stud, and he tore things up, whether it was in um, tackles, you know, um, behind the line of scrimmage tackles, sacks, forced fumbles, this guy did it all, and then he just most recently transferred to UNLV. So I guess the first things first is What got you into football, and what was that hook? Because I know um, we all have played football. I mean, some of us still playing. Um, So what hooked you, and and then what initially got you into the sport?
1: I think it was just being in a football household, you know, being around uh, my uncle, my dad, just uh, good figureheads all around me that all just love football. I was really a soccer dude. I used to play uh, soccer and flag football, so uh, soccer was, like, my big sport. And uh, I'll never forget my mom uh, didn't want me playing real football. She thought it was too dangerous, so she had me playing flag. I did that uh, for a little bit, I think like maybe one or two years, and then I remember I was getting roughing penalties. <laughs> I would get penalties for being too aggressive and grabbing flags aggressively and stuff like that. <laughs> it came to the point where literally the my coach literally begged my dad to just get me off the team, stop sign football, and hey, from there I just kept going.
0: It's almost like it was meant to be at that
1: point. And, uh geez. Yeah, my dad uh, my dad definitely pushed me and uh, kept it going. And I think I think he enjoys watching football a little bit more better than the flag. Football,
2: so. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, and so going through that process of playing football, playing in the junior program, playing high school, at what point did you realize yourself or other people around you start realizing that you were good enough to go D1 and uh, continue your future of playing football?
1: um that was never really on my mind to be honest like at, at that young of age i just really like um just enjoyed playing football man it's a fun sport and uh i definitely was like my dad had me doing push-ups and do me having me get all and stuff like that when i was a little kid like i remember being in like uh fifth or sixth grade my dad had me doing like bodybuilder push-ups and all this crazy stuff <laughs> i don't know i just fell in love with the process i think um I was really stronger than a lot of kids my age. I was I was a pretty big kid. I was, was kind of chubby. Uh-huh. So uh, they always said I was going to be a big kid. And for that reason, they always thought I was going to go D1 when I was a, a super little kid. But uh, shoot, the older I got, um, I just fell in love with it more, got stronger. I loved hitting the weight room, loved uh, working on my craft, footwork aspect, just a lot of stuff. And it just came to a point where um, I think people saw the same visions that I did. and It all
0: worked out. And then when you were going in, you used to play at Notre Dame High School. uh, So (laughs) you can add that to your resume, right? Play at Notre Dame. Um, So when um, did the recruiting process uh, start for you? And then what was it like being recruited for U of A? And then what ultimately decided um, or was the deciding factor for why you chose to commit to uh, the Wildcats? Uh,
1: Recruiting started, I'd probably say, my Like, I remember my freshman year, my dad took me to kind of two camps. He took me to UCLA camp and he took me to, I want to say a cow camp. So we went to a UCLA and a cow camp my freshman year. And all we want, all like it was really for, was just to like get my feet wet and just go compete, have fun, see what it's like. And my dad always believed in me and always told me like, if you want to go be somewhere, if you want to go run something or do something, like you got to see it. And uh, so, it was a great opportunity for me to go step on an actual college campus because, you know, growing up 30 minutes, 40 minutes from USC and UCLA, like, that's just the hometown spot. That's where everyone wants you to, like, see. But actually getting to be on those campuses and walking around and actually getting to compete on their practice field and stuff like that against uh, people from all over, it just really made me want to step up my game and um, just continue to just develop, but more than likely compete. It just got me really excited. So... Um, Going into that, going through all that, uh, was definitely a big, big deal. And that happened my freshman year. So then going into my sophomore year, I had a pretty good season. I played on varsity. I was playing like the end and tight end. It was, Mm -hmm. it was pretty cool getting like both, both sides of the ball and stuff like that. And then, uh, my junior year, going into my junior year, I received an offer from, uh, Arizona. They were the first school that hit me up. I remember Matt Dudek, uh, was the, um, He was in charge of player personnel for uh, Arizona at the time. and Well, my first offer came from uh, the Idaho Vandals. uh, Yeah, yeah. so that was my first offer. And that was kind of like, I'll never forget getting my first offer. I, like, ran and hugged hugged my mom. I was like, (laughs) you're not paying for college. It's on me. Like, I was just super excited. It was a great moment. And, um, yeah, I remember speaking with them. Next, I spoke to Hawaii. They offered me. And then Arizona was the first uh, Power Five to offer me. They offered me and called me. And like I said, Matt Dudek was a really cool guy. He was in charge of player personnel at Arizona. And he got me on the phone and he's like, look, no matter what happens, I want you to know that we saw potential in you and we want to offer you. And no matter what happens, a lot of schools are going to offer you just because we did. And you got to know that that's not because they want you, it's just because they're competing and stuff like that. And it, I really took part to it and something like my dad has always said to me that always like interests me was like I want to go somewhere where I'm wanted and that was kind of that kind of drove me to committing to the Wildcats I committed as a junior I believe mm-hmm. still uh, before se- the season even started or maybe midway through season and that was just a good thing to go on um, Marcel Yates uh, was the DC as well as uh, Rich Rodriguez as the head coach mm-hmm. had some great visits some in-house visits talked a lot of ball and just talked about uh, just, I got a real good family vibe for them. And uh, you can't turn down family and you can't turn down any, um, can't turn down something that just sounds almost too good to be true. So Mm -hmm. I committed to them and there was no reason why I wanted to look back really. I got some offers after that. And I kind of really just told them that I had already shut down my commitment and I was rock solid on going to Arizona.
0: It's good stuff. And then, how would you describe your time at uh, the U of A?
1: It was amazing. It was absolutely a fun experience, and I'm definitely happy I chose that school. It was a great, great uh, three and a half years. Learned a lot. Met a lot of amazing people. Actually, that are going to be best friends for life, way beyond after football. Like, it's it, it was it was a great experience, especially getting to go against D1 talent mm-hmm. or not even. Playing at Division One, playing in Power Five, playing against uh, guys that are getting drafted—it was just a really good experience, and I think it definitely got my feet wet and definitely allowed me to develop my game as well as push me to try and fight, uh, try and create a way in which I can separate myself from those and be like some of the guys in which I, I saw before me.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I just got mm-hmm. asked real quick. Of course, uh, one of the the um, highest ranked tackle prospect that was just drafted this year was. Or against Penny Sewell. So, since you guys did have games against him, did you ever have to uh, compete against him on the football field? And if so, what was that like? Um,
1: not really. I didn't. I didn't go against him that too much, to be honest. There was actually, uh, I didn't. I, I can't say. I, I can't remember going against him that well in terms mm-hmm. of. It it doesn't stick out in my mind. It wasn't something like that. Because mm-hmm. to be honest, in the Pac-12, going against them every tackle each week was new. Everyone mm-hmm. had their own set, their own strengths, and I kind of had a week-to-week mindset. Um, Fair enough. Both focus on one week. What is this person good at? As soon as that's in the past, because it's very rare you play the same team twice in a year. Yeah. And after that, you just shove it down and just keep going
2: on. Mm-hmm. And uh, after going through the experience of playing D1, and you know, like you said, playing against D1 town from all across the uh, the country kind of what was your kind of like welcome to D1 or welcome to college moment for you uh, on the field?
1: Um, I would say my freshman year, my incoming freshman year, I had, I was going into fall camp, so it was first time full pads as a freshman. And I remember I had a pretty good bull rush in high school. And I was like, you know what, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to come off this edge. And uh, it was a senior, actually it was a, it was a, it was a senior guard. His name was Jacob Alsadek. He, had, um, he was a leader on our team. He was actually playing guard, and I actually decided to line up. I was just fighting for reps. I wanted to get in where I could and just prove myself. So I, I, I'll never forget. I went in playing, a, playing almost in a four-eye. Mm. And, uh, actually, I, went, I lined up in a three, and I wanted to go against this guard mm-hmm. just on pass situations. So I went up in this one-on-one, and I was like, you know, I'm a bull this guy just like how I did in high school I'm fresh out of high school. I'm just thinking like I, I can still do whatever move I want. Man, I, I I gave two hard steps, stabbed him in his chest with both my hands, put my head down. I barely moved that boy <laughs> in, a yard in the backfield. I'll never forget that. And I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta come up with something new. Like I gotta incorporate more skills and. Hey, this ain't this grown man's strength. Is not not so high <laughs> That's when they turned off. And...
0: Now, did he uh, have any remarks for you? You know, good try, rookie. One of those. Uh, he, he said something along those lines. Something like, "You're not getting me, not today."
1: <laughs> and, uh, I, I'll never forget. I shoot, I had to hit that weight room and let him know uh, I'm, I'm gonna get better from that. So uh, it was definitely my welcome to college moment. That's that awesome.
2: Definitely... For sure. And then going on from U of A, you obviously had a great, uh, great time there, great career there so far. Uh, You went to the transfer portal. How was the transfer portal? Kind of going in there after you've already established yourself. What were the differences between being recruited at a high school and the from there and being in the transfer portal? Like, what were the differences? Differences between that and uh, how was it? Like, was it better or worse? Or what did you think about it?
1: Uh, Transfer portal, to be honest, it's. I think it's high school recruiting on steroids i think literally times 10 of anything in high school because in high school you can get an offer your sophomore year freshman year whatever the case may be you have years to think about your decision you know there's one side day you're not too worried unless you're getting offers like right after your senior season but other than that if if you're getting offers early in your sophomore junior year you have time to make your decision you gotta understand that um deciding to go on the transfer portal you might only have two two or three months hmm. and, and this is where like you're basically you have all these schools blowing up your phone twitter whatever the case may be just trying to reach out to you hey are you, are you looking at this school hey are you looking at that school and on top of that you have multiple reporters just hitting your line just talking about you're just wondering how they even got your number to be honest but all that stuff comes to the portal and um it, it's i'd like i like to say it's definitely like high school recruiting just on steroids. It's it's ridiculous. The amount of... The way the process goes is insane because you give your information to the NCAA. Mm -hmm. You have to get it approved by the school that you're at. And then, uh, basically, you sign your release forms and then you get an email that says, hey, uh, your stuff's on the portal. And as soon as you do that, you'll just get a bunch of just college coaches calling, DMing, emailing, just... From all over, from HBCUs, to FCS, to Mountain West, to Pac-12, it, it was a very, it was a very cool experience. Mm-hmm. It was also mm-hmm. a little bit stressful, but it is what it is, so I'm, I'm excited, I'm happy with my how, how results and how it
0: ended. Mm-hmm. So why would you uh, eventually choose UNLV? What made you uh, settle with them? UNLV, I
1: felt I fit best in terms of their defense, mm-hmm. uh, a 3-4, and I felt like I'm a 3-4 outside backer, and yep. felt that it's was ultimately the best decision, the best place for me. They have a great staff. Coach Arroyo is doing an amazing job uh, bringing in talent as well as being just a good person. And he gives me a lot of – he just gives me vibes that he's just a good person, a good family person, and just cares about his players besides football.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: On top of that, I felt um, Coach Wick, which is my outside linebacker coach, he just seemed calm, collective, and kind of just gave me the vibes of the whole recruiting uh, process that he can develop me and make me a better outside backer. And at the end of the day, that's what I want to do. I want to become a better outside backer be the best that I can be. Um, not just a pass rusher, but also in coverage. And I felt like he gave me the best option to do that.
0: Man, you go from Tucson to Vegas, one desert to another. So you really must love... Uh hot weather games don't you or do you just like punching yourself (laughs) unnecessarily
1: (laughs) Uh, i'm used to the heat at one point i did live in palmdale california if you know where that is so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: i'm a little used yeah i'm I'm a little used to the heat my whole life so it's uh,
2: comforting at this point Can't, can't deny it yeah, for sure. And um, now that you are uh, been on UNLV for a while, you, you've uh, been able to see the campus and stuff like that, even with uh, the whole COVID situation going on. What is so far the biggest difference between UNLV and U of A uh, now? Biggest difference. That's a
1: good one. <laughs> it's weird because with Arizona, U of A, I feel, was more – was a larger school in terms of mm-hmm. what I felt there was more of a sense of not getting to know everyone in terms of it was just a bigger campus. Uh, A lot more students went there, I believe. I don't know if the stats are on that, but I'm pretty sure it is. And UNLV just feels more tight knit. I feel like a lot more people know each other. Like if one person, one football player knows this one kid in their science class that that person knows another person, like it's, I feel like it's very more tight knit Mm -hmm. UNLV versus Arizona and it's not a pro or a con, but I just feel like at this school, if you know someone, there's a good chance that they're going to know a good friend of yours or something like that. It's very well connected, very tight-knit, and uh
2: seems like there's a lot of groups here that all know each other. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh, now that you've kind of gotten to know the team, gotten to know the coaches, and you guys have been able to work together, season is almost upon us. What are your expectations for yourself and uh, for your team for this upcoming season?
1: And, I mean, the goal every year is to pretty much the same in football. It's, it's always you want to you want to make it to your conference championship. So instead of a Pac-12 championship, you want to make win a Mountain West championship. You want to you want to go undefeated. It's it's the same stuff every year. I think our big goal this year as a defense would be to just show more grit, be more aggressive, um, be a good tackling unit, fly the ball, um, deny big plays, deny the explosives. And I think that's something that I think we definitely have the capabilities to do. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of a full team goal, I'm sure it's the same as what I said earlier, making it to a Mountain West championship, winning, winning out, beating rivals like uh, Nevada Arena,
2: mm-hmm.
1: stuff like that. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to go on this trip with uh, these my new teammates and I'm looking forward to see where it takes me.
0: Any personal goals that you might have in mind?
1: Personal goals, sacks. You know, <laughs> always got to always want to shoot for a good number on sacks um i'm not gonna keep that number to myself you know i got my my little personal goals inside of course but <laughs> i want i want to squeeze a pick out this year that's one thing i haven't done yet because i did in high school but i haven't done it in college so uh and i'm not talking in practice i need i need a game pick i need a pick six yep. so hoping to jump <laughs> a flat route or two this year and uh we'll see what happens
0: hey good luck trying to run a screen to your site just going to sank that thing and uh take it all the way to the house right
1: yeah. Oh, that'd be
0: too perfect. Now, um, to kind of switch things up a little bit. I got a, kind of a different question for you now, uh, Kylan. So, I'm talking NFL pass rushers here. Okay, so I'm sure you know plenty of them. You study them because that's essentially uh, what you are. So, I have a start bench cut question. So, start bench cut: T.J. Watt, Joey Bosa, Miles Garrett.
1: Start bench cut. You said Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, and Joey Bosa. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> Miles Garrett's a freak of an athlete. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Miles Garrett start just just because he's just an absolute freak. Okay. I, actually, no, 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 no. We're oh. gonna flip, flip it. I'm gonna go with Joey Bosa. Mm. I'm
0: gonna
1: go with Joey Bosa. I like his finesse game. I, I like that a lot. I'm going to go with Joey Bosa to start. Bench. I'm going to have to go Miles Garrett because he's, he's, he's a beast.
0: That's hard for it's me. It's hard to
1: deny him. And, and then TJ well, I'm going to have to bench.
0: I'm sorry. going to deny gonna... the defensive player of the year. Oh, man. It's all good. <laughs> that shouldn't hey. sound good, but I, I just like to watch.
1: And um, I don't know. I'm just picking people similar. No, that's
0: very – but uh, once you get to the league, I guess there's going to be some words for you then, huh? Because you're going to take you all the way back to this very interview, right? <laughs> um, okay, they're going to make me ready. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I take zero responsibility. Even though I asked you this question, I'm going to take Absolutely zero responsibility zero. once once I come for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not standing in the way of Miles Garrett because we've already seen what he does on the field. <laughs> you see what I play
2: defense does. for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That dude has some abs, man. Imagine having those. <laughs> and now, uh, just one—I I guess another thing here too—is um, we're going to be probably going to be preparing for the draft of the season, um, and then it's going to be um, going to make your um, be a professional career sometime soon, which is going to be awesome. Um, you know, of course, we're going to be looking out for that. Uh, but if you could compare yourself um, to someone in the nfl currently um that you kind of relate to most who do you think that would be
1: when i relate to the most um someone that i truly like idolized or just like someone i really pay attention to in the way mm-hmm. they play would be levante david that's someone i, I personally have always been a fan of mm. as well as newcomer or not not new, but someone that I've been fully more interested in would be Shaq Barrett. The way mm. that that guy gets off the ball is ridiculous. Diswire his moves. I've been a fan of him for a, a good moment now and um yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely a fan of him.
0: That's cool. Man, I um I'm a Broncos fan myself, so I've been loving that guy. I've been watching pretty much his whole career and then I've been calling him one of the most underrated players in the league. I still think he is so that's Definitely not a bad guy to, to try to be like. And I'm sure uh, you're a freak off the ball just like he is.
2: Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. And then going into the um, kind of end, like, when did you start believing, like, at the end, like the – because the NFL draft is kind of like a thing everyone hopes for. Mm-hmm. But you kind of know, like, they're, they're, every single guy wants it. But most guys kind of know in the back of their mind, I, I might not have done enough. When did you start to believe – you've done enough to kind of be ready for that, uh, for the draft and, and entering into that um, in the upcoming years.
1: I think just the pride in which I take in I'm um, taking care of my body. I think that's something that I really pride in. Um, just the way I train, I've worked hard my entire life. I, I don't think, I don't tend to be the person that likes to slack off. It just, I just don't like it. It's just, it's not a good feeling, feeling that, um, It's an incomplete feeling, and that's something I just don't want to feel. I've just been grinding, uh, working my butt off these last four years, and I'm just excited to see where my talent leads me. You know, God has a plan, so whether the NFL or not, but it's in his hands, and I'm just looking forward and excited to see what I do this season and take it just take it there, Uh, take it day by day, week by week, opponent by opponent, Mm -hmm. just see where I ultimately end up. So uh, I'm very excited. I think it's going to be a good uh, journey. It's been a mm-hmm.
2: long one and uh excited to see where we go. And one last question from me. If you could choose one uh player currently in the NFL or even if you if you know a draft prospect also coming up and in, in the next year's draft, who would you choose to be across from you uh rushing the passer if you could choose anybody uh in the league? Say that one last time. What's one person So like who would you who would you have to uh, be your your um Pretty much your uh, pass rush uh, partner in the league. Anybody in the league or uh, a prospect coming up? Ooh.
1: Ooh. That's a tough one. <laughs> someone that I would want to rush with me. It's a great question. I'm not gonna lie, that's, that's something I wouldn't think of. I'd probably have to go, someone I, I would wanna be that one on the field with me to pass rush with me in a crucial fourth quarter, third and long situation. And I think I would have to go with Vaughn Miller.
0: Yeah. I, love that. You have
1: to. You have to. <laughs> you have yeah. Ninja Broncos fan, man. I had to. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. <laughs> Von Miller is just freak of an athlete. His I think he's got the fastest get off in the game. Um mm-hmm. His speed, his transition from speed to power is ridiculous, and his flexibility is amazing. The way he rounds the corner, is able to keep his shoulders low. Everything reduces that that uh, blocking surface
0: for tackles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think he's hands down one of the best, and probably the best.
0: I, I still think it's crazy just how uh, quick he can change speeds. That like his his stop start is ridiculous. I don't know how you defend against that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, it's definitely not, and that's why. It, People are getting paid millions as we speak to figure
2: that out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very fair point. There. Keeps
2: people up at night.
0: Yeah, man. That's Ooh. a scary man. I would not be one to go against Bob Miller. Uh, but, Kylan, uh, do we have um, to kind of wrap things up here? Do you, going to the next, uh, into this season, is there something that you want to leave the, a statement you want to uh, leave for the listeners? Statement little speech. Ooh, let's get a little... Yeah. Do we need to break out the soapbox? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, Come on up to the front of the meeting room.
1: <laughs> for, for me, I think one thing that I would like to leave you listeners is, first of all, if you're listening to this, you're amazing. Uh, I know you guys yeah. have been, years, been doing your thing, getting more and more people on, making this channel grow. I saw y'all recently at the 500. So. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, y'all sir. Fun. Thank you. Um... I would just say, just keep working. Uh, whatever you feel, don't think that any, don't get too high on the highs and don't get too low on the lows. You know, life is a roller coaster. Uh, that's one big thing that I live off of. Um, and at your lowest point, don't think of it as, it's the end, think of it as, there's only one place to go from there and that's up. So that's that's kind of the model I live by every day. I love the highs, yeah, but you gotta learn how to do with the lows if you wanna be consistent and consistency brings greatness, so. And that's what I leave
0: with you guys. I really don't think there's a better thing uh, that could be said to to wrap this up. So, Kylan, thank you so much uh, for taking the time out of your super busy college football schedule. Because we all know that that kind of lifestyle is one of the most insane things you could ever do. It's 100 miles an hour. So, I really do appreciate that. And then I just want to give you a big uh, best of luck on this upcoming year. And though... um, Even though I am that Boise State alumni, uh, if you guys do have Boise State on the schedule, I'll uh, I'll be room for you. I don't don't need my ties at the school (laughs) anymore.
1: (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for uh, having me on. And uh, it's been a pleasure. I'm looking forward to see where y'all go with this channel and uh, keeping up with y'all.
2: Thank you.